Hey everybody, this is Sam and you're listening to the Deep End Podcast, the show that provides you with juicy relationship, sexual and personal development tips. A podcast for thinkers and feelers who love personal growth and want to experience healthy relationships. Today I have a person who is, can, has, in my opinion, uh, can be quite controversial, very polarizing and very disruptive to your patterns. And this person's name is... <laughs> Tyron Mowbray. Have I pronounced that correctly? You have. Yeah, yes. you did very well. Thank you very much. Great. So I just <clears> want to <throat> tell the listeners a little bit about you. So Tyron is a men's health and sex mentor. He specifically works with men around masculinity, relationships, and sexuality. He merges consciousness, embodiment, and spirituality into easily digestible practical exercises and rituals so that men can bring sacredness and passion to every area of their lives. He supports men to bring the power of their penetrative force up to their heart and the divinity and love from the heart down to their phallus yes. so that they can overcome their unhealthy, immature versions of masculinity and step into the men they always knew they were. Phallus means penis, by the way. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Thanks for joining <clears throat> me on my podcast. This is exciting. My pleasure, Sam. Great introduction. Yeah. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, so good. So I reached out to you because of the reasons that I mentioned at the very beginning. You have gone, I've witnessed your journey throughout the years and I have been in absolute awe and admiration of your unfiltered expression to my, that's my assumption and that's my projection and perception of you. Sure. You're, you're quite unfiltered and expressive, which I love and I'm here for. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you went from sex god to all the other titles that you've had for yourself to Tyrant. Shameless sex god. Shameless sex god. Shameless sex god. Sorry, I stand yeah, corrected. That's, that's okay. <laughs> I actually never gave myself that title. I ran a program for men called Shameless Sex God to help them alleviate shame around sexuality and step into their you know sexual power. Um, <clears throat> And I have a I have a predominantly female audience, funny enough, you know, a man talking about sex and relationships. And um, yeah, they just started to call me the shameless sex god. And then I was on a whole bunch of podcasts and I just got introduced as the shameless sex god. So I thought I'd claim that title for a little while. But yeah, now just back to Tyron Mowbray. Cool. And so what's what's the story of the man you have become? Well, it's the man that I always was. And that's kind of the thing, right? Like I, <laughs> all right, long story in short form, typical Australian outback dude, grew up playing footy, um, always wanting to fit in and wanting to be loved and accepted by his peers. When I started playing senior football uh, and senior football is, you know, um, adult, adult league. When you when you're a junior looking up to the adults, you admire them, right? These are these are men. These are men playing the big game. They're playing hard sports. They're getting pants and tackled, and it's like holy shit, it's intimidating. But there's a part of you that wants to step up into that because, as young boys, you want to be a man. You know, like you want to really be seen as a man. You want to feel powerful and strong. And there's not a lot of masculine direction for young men. You know, like there's no initiations. We don't really get. Nothing happens anymore. You go to school and you learn, sure, but there's no actual guidance from older men to younger boys or to younger men. And so we seek it. Young, young, young boys seek this consciously or unconsciously. And the football club was where I sought it. And the moment I started playing seniors, they gave me a nickname called Moby. 
and I loved it. And I started to get accepted by my now peers, but are still older men when I did certain things. And, you know, some of that was dumb, debaucherous shit. So, but I got welcomed and loved by my peers for it. So I did it more because it gave me more um, credit in, in the football club. So what happens is I separated a whole bunch of other parts of myself that they didn't accept. I turned them off. I I ignored them, you know, and that's like my sensitivity, my emotions, my ability to feel and my desire to have intimate connections. Um, and when I say intimate, I mean all forms of intimacy, not just, you know, I don't mean sexual, sexually. And then I would boast and, and talk up the things that I did, especially with women or, you know, jumping out of buildings or what, you know, dumb shit, but it got celebrated. And therefore those parts of me grew and it became my alter ego. It became Moby, Moby Dick. You know, that was my, I was renounced for it. That was my first Facebook name. I, people didn't even know my name was Tyron for a long time. And ultimately that led to a breakdown because um, it, it wasn't all of who I was. And so, you know, the whole journey of me becoming the man I am now was actually is actually just me becoming the man I've always been. And it's just giving myself permission to express all the aspects of me rather than suppressing or curbing or denying parts to fit into my social environments or my, by my peers, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. And yeah. I've witnessed that in men and, and women in oh, other of ways course. of like giving Absolutely. ourselves permission. So like, Absolutely. yeah. So, wow. And I'm curious about like, you know, that's, that's the process, you know, being, giving yourself permission. What, what's sort of got you from A to B? Like what, what were your experiences like? <laughs> We've only got an hour, right? Um, <laughs> it was hard. It's hard because what I realized in, in short form, again, it's like we create an identity to keep us safe. You know, like I express certain parts of myself in certain environments around certain people because they accept these parts of me. And so that makes me feel loved and held and seen and nur nurtured and nourished and all these things. And so, you know, having to acknowledge that, you know, um, I don't want to get fucked up all the time or having to acknowledge that, you know, I want to be able to have long hugs with my brothers. Like I'm talking like 10, 15, 20 seconds long, you know, like not just like the old fist pump and like, I want to, I want to be able to cry on their shoulder. I want to be able to hang out and watch movies. I want to be able to be naked without having to be in the change rooms. You know, like I don't want to have to only, you know, like I just like to be naked when I want to be naked um, to acknowledge all these parts of myself and actually one firstly own them myself and then secondly share them with people that i care about um it's hard it's because you're afraid of rejection afraid of abandonment afraid of the identity that you've created or the identity that you know you are beneath the one you've created won't be loved won't be accepted and so and and not just that like the vile dirty angry like parts where you're jealous and insecure and you want to you want to hurt people like you know our society is very neat and tidy and not loud and to be able to express the parts that society specifically and we are society you know so i don't i don't make society separate from myself i am society we are all society but to be able to say no i have really really dark disturbing thoughts like really fucked up, up twisted thoughts sometimes and i want to do bad shit to be able to express that to someone and be okay with it doesn't mean i'm gonna do it but i'm acknowledging that it exists and that's a massive mm. thing, right? Because we want to, we're afraid of our own shadow so much that we don't even want to hear someone else's because then we get to 
we get to castrate them, you know, and that's what happened with the religious faith years ago when they were burning witches. It was like women in their power and it was like no one wanted to own their own kind of erotic nature back then because Christianity was very, very rigid. So what happened? They're like, well, I don't want to look at the part of me that can't control my sexuality, so let's just burn all the women at the stake and call them witches. It's like it's fucked up, but that mm. still lives in our society today. We just don't physically burn humans, but we cancel them. We castrate them, we make them wrong, we call men toxic or fucking immature or wounded or whatever, and men do the same thing to women. We call you crazy and psychos, you know, whatever. It's like there's burning at the witch hasn't uh, burning witches hasn't changed. It we just do it a different way. It's more socially acceptable now to rip on people on social media and castrate them that way than it is to actually burn them at the stake, which is probably a better option. But you know, it's still the same fucking energetic process. Yeah, so agree with all of that, and it's really intense. Yeah, <laughs> really intense. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's also really challenging, so challenging to go on this path as well and to look at our stuff because of the shame. So, mm. what's what what's been your relationship like? What has your relationship been like with shame? like it was massive you know especially for me the biggest thing that started was around my sexuality right like that was the biggest thing that I had to work through first um and so for me as a as a young man who is, was really sexual still am really sexual love sex love sex with multiple people like to have like like non-traditional sexual experiences you know and so having to get comfortable with that and learning how to communicate that with people that I would like to experience intimacy with, sexual intimacy with, was really hard, you know. And I had was I was a porn addict. I was jerking off four times a day out in the mines. And it got to a point where I couldn't get an erection without pornography or a woman. And I was 27. And that was like a tipping point for me. That was a point of like, you're 27 time. You used to be able to get an erection at the thought of cleavage you know and now you need a midget fucking a goat just to get some form of stimulation you know i was like you go down some really dark paths when you get in that porn that porn world and i'm not saying porn is all bad there are some beautiful artistic romantic glorious porn sites and and producers and we should watch it if we're very contracted around sex it's a great opportunity to watch it with your partner it gives you opportunity to explore things you know so i'm not hundred percent anti-porn it's just when you use it as an escape it becomes really bad so yeah biggest one was around sexuality and my desire to like the 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 full spectrum that i wanted to experience in that i want to dominate i want to possess i want to own i want to be in control and there are times when i want to deeply surrender and there are times when i want to be like let's let go and I don't want to be in control and I want to be taken care of and nurtured and I want to have soft, like, you know, sensual intimate experiences as well. And so like, I want to experience the full spectrum. And as a man, both can be scary because if I want to experience the domination part and be the dominant, I can be told that I'm toxic and controlling and it's not okay. And you're, you know, trying to degrade women and all that type of bullshit and then the other side it's like you're weak you're soft you should be leading you know so it's like and and this is true for all genders i'm just talking about men because i'm a man 
but like we get caught and we don't know whether to go left. We don't know whether to go right. And all of a sudden we just don't go anywhere. And that's why a lot of us turn to porn because it's like, well, at least I can watch something, which gives me a little bit of liberation knowing that someone is doing the shit, but then we feel shame on the other side of watching it. So it's just like hamster wheel loop of little bit of liberation, little bit of shame, little bit of liberation, little bit of shame. And so we just run that pattern again and again and again. Um, but yeah, I had to get comfortable with all of that and then find people that were also comfortable with that and then go and have those experiences and then deal with all the insecurities that came up through those experiences. And, you know, it's, it's fucking hard. It's the shadow work 101. It's like the, the hardest thing in the world. And for me, sexuality is such a massive thing in our world. Like sex sells everything yet. There's no information, education or awareness around it. And so it's a, this 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 disconnection between it between us and the reality of it is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So that was one. That was probably the biggest thing with shame that I went through. Yeah, it's so distorted. Mm. It's so distorted. And then because of the way people educate themselves and take full reign of that education process, that creates even more distortion because there what is available. I mean, now with those people like you who are out there teaching this sort of stuff but yeah a lot of people don't have access to that no i mean you think about it like you think how much sexual assault and ridicule and rape and all that happens in the world and if you taught 14 year old boys how to fucking manage their sexual energy how to circulate and sublimate so they didn't have to turn to porn and weren't trying to power over women so they could feel like a man if you taught every 14 year old boy how to circulate and sublimate so that he could manage his sexual energy rather than be run by it how fucking different that would change, like how much that would change the future of men's engagement with women, you know? And I'm not saying men are only solely responsible, right? Like there's, we're equal parts, 50-50, but like just that one thing, that one thing, you taught young boys properly how to circulate, sublimate and control their sexual energy. It would change the future of humanity forever. The ripple effect. (laughs) And yeah, like with women, how to cultivate or just not use their sexual energy to manipulate you know that's the other side the other shadow yeah absolutely um okay so can we talk about your post you did a post yesterday (laughs) I think it was because I feel like we're on the topic of this and it's some good timing yeah yeah um should I read it out sure go for it okay so I'm just gonna get it up so basically this post tickled my little brain because I really loved it like I loved everything that you had to say Um, but I, there was something that I wanted to kind of like explore with you. Did you get triggered reading it at all? I did not. Oh, did I get triggered? Um, it challenged, it it created a little bit of, yeah, it challenged me. There was something that came up. I'll tell you what came up after I read it. All right, great. Okay. So Written by Tyron Mowbray. Gentlemen, it's not your job to make her come. Do you want to read it or should I read it? No, you go for it. Okay. I'm putting on my game show host voice. Okay, gentlemen, it's not your job to make her come. If you have sex for 35 minutes and she doesn't orgasm, that's not your fault. Well, it's not all your fault. If she can't make herself orgasm, then what chance do you have? The thing is, she will tell you what she likes and how she likes it and even then potentially still not climaxed. 
You could ask a thousand times what she needs, what to do, and she could still not climax. What this means is that there is a feeling of mistrust in her body. Doesn't mean you put it there, it just is there. She is failing to surrender to the pleasure at this moment. If you want to make her come, then create a space of safety where she can surrender and she will have the most amazing orgasms she's ever experienced. But this journey may take time. It might not happen right away. And you will have to face your own shadows in this process. But believe me, the juice is worth the squeeze. And there was a, a, a CTA at the end there. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I'll just read it. If you want to develop this skill, message me the word develop and let's get you learning. So, which I had multiple women message me develop, which was very humorous. Cool. Yeah. So, do you want to know what came up for me? Please. What I heard or what I was feeling within all that, well, I was just ref reflecting on all, all my experiences and I think consistently I've only experienced orgasms through sexual penetration with one man in my life. Mm -hmm. And what I recognised was his presence. Mm -hmm. And there are, my, in my experiences, when a man isn't present, that's what creates that sense of um, unsafety, I mm -hmm. guess, or like, yeah, unsafety mm -hmm. to fully surrender. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Can I ask you a couple of questions? Please. <sighs> Go on. Do you self-pleasure regularly with full penetration and do you climax every time? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you know how to do that for yourself, and I, I get it, right? Like I get there's an energetic dance when you have a partner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if you know how to get there on your own, mm -hmm. right, then what is it that stops, like you said, presence, but what else is it that stops you when you're with someone else? Like, are you, are, are you focusing on him and his energy instead of just you and your energy? Because for me, this is where I see a lot of people get stuck, but I'd love to hear your response to that. Like, what do you focus on when you're making love with penetration? And um, So many things come up. So there's this because there's a specific way for it to, to, for me to reach climax. So like yeah. communicating that, of course, but then not mm -hmm. being met in that, mm -hmm. um, being, yeah. Uh, wh what do I, so then when I notice myself get into my head, I bring myself back down into my body because I've cultivated this practice of noticing when that happens, you know, like yeah. noticing when I'm goal orientated and not really present to the sensation. So yeah. letting go of that goal or letting go of that being something that needs to happen really helps me um drop back into the sensations yeah that comes up what what else happens yeah just like feeling I guess resistance sometimes when you communicate to a man that this is how or what is required and then not being met in that not really wanting to make him feel bad like yeah you know yeah I'm sure a lot of women can resonate with that. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I've been told that, but you know, like, don't get me wrong. I, so I, I, I recently applied for married at first sight and uh, it's a big interview section. And obviously they looked at my social media and they heard what I did. So they were very inquisitive, two female producers. And oh. then I can't tell about the thing, but their last question. And they asked me quite a few times. is like, are you great in bed? Right. Are you great in bed? And it's like, well, and I just looked at them and laughed and they're like, what? And I'm like, well, I mean, I know my way around the female anatomy, if that's what you're asking. But like to say, am I good in bed? Like there are millions of women, billions of women out there and every woman is different, right? Like how a woman yeah. likes to be made love to and how I want to make love is different. 
Mm-hmm. And the same woman is different on every fucking day of the week, right? Like, yeah, like to have sex yesterday may not be how she wants to have sex today. Yeah, it definitely won't be how she wants to have sex tomorrow. And so, you know, like, and I think this is part of the problem for all of us, men and women, is that mm. we find a way, and therefore we want to think that that is the way, right? And it really stops us from having experiences where there could be other potentials. Now, don't get me wrong. We have our favorites. We have our default settings. We have our like, well, look, I just fucking know this works and I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you did that every single fucking time, eventually it will numb out and it won't be what it was. You know, and I think that's a massive part of the problem that we as humans have with sex and sexuality. So, you know. I've been studying Tantra and I've been intimate with lots of Tantric practitioners, you know, uh, in, in different ways. And you learn a lot when you are present with your body, when you're present with someone else's body, with your energy body, with someone else's energy body, and you trial and question and query and, inqui- you know, inquire constantly, you can learn so much so quickly. And you know, when a lot, like a lot of women go, well, it takes me 45 minutes. And I was like, well, look, I understand that. I get it. But there are a lot of women out there that can come in four minutes also. You know, there's a lot of women out there that can do that. Now, I'm not saying there is a rule and I'm not saying that, you know, there is one way, but I'm just saying if it is possible for some, it is possible for all. Does that mm. mean it's going to happen all the time and every time? No. But for me, pleasure is like, I can sit here, I can close my eyes, I can breathe, I can circulate, and I can go into an orgasmic state in about 45 seconds, right? And that is through practice. Will I have an erection? Will I ejaculate? No, but I will hit an orgasmic state inside of my body. That's through practice. That is through studying Tantra, moving energy, learning how to sublimate, you know, awakening my Kundalini, all those things. That took time, that took effort, that took practice. I had to go and learn that stuff at a retreat, on courses, you know, practice at home constantly. Mm-hmm. I can manage my ejaculation. A lot of men can't. That doesn't mean that they can't learn the skills. It just means they haven't learned the skills. And so, you know, when I wrote that post, it was just, it was actually just a quick one. It was my last post. I did a whole bunch of writing estate at the cafe that popped up last minute. And I was like, oh, that'll do. Um, yeah. That's great it's great like, Thank you. Thank you. It's like, well, because I see it so many times, women complaining that they're not orgasming during sex, right? And I've been with women who, who can't orgasm and like we'll have sex for three hours and they still can't orgasm. It's like there's not much more I can do as far as time goes, you know, and it's just like there is a certain point where it's no longer my responsibility if that, you know, and I've asked them and I've done this and I've rubbed that spot and my fingers have got cramp and I'm like, this has got cramp. And it's like, I've given everything that I've got. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that, you know, like it's, it's, there's, it's an individual journey. Pleasure is an individual thing. Yeah. And again, goal orientated climax is never going to be beneficial. So many people contract to try yeah. to orgasm. Yeah. And that's like, you might get there, but it will be short lived. It'll be sharp. There'll be a massive decline. Right. If you find yourself, man or woman, contracting and holding your breath and squeezing your ass cheeks and mm-hmm. straightening your legs, mm-hmm. trying to get to orgasm and climax, I wouldn't even waste my fucking time. Like, I can't now. Like, my body yeah. knows. If I'm trying to do that, <laughs> my dick just goes, yeah, no, nah, we're not doing it. And I've got a, it's a whole different process now. Pleasure yeah. is a whole different relationship for me now than it was 10, 15 years ago. 
I do want to touch on, and I really appreciate what you're sharing. And I think that you articulate yourself so well. And it's like, holy crap, can relate, can relate, can relate. Mm. You know, having a lovemaking session that lasts three hours as a woman, there are multiple orgasms that we can experience, not just oh. a clitoral stimulated orgasm. And the, the 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 cervical orgasm is so beautiful, <laughs> like just so beautiful when you can reach that that peak of pleasure. Mm. Um and allow yourself to surrender to that, you know. Yeah. But a lot of women's cervix is numb because they've been it's been smashed, right? Like it's either through vibrators or penises or fingers or whatever. Like a, there are many women out there that don't have a very attuned relationship to their pussies, vaginas, yonis, whatever you would like to call them. Um, you know, I call them yonis, but I'm not sure if everyone that listens to your podcast will understand that. Uh, yoni is the all sans- those things. Yeah, yeah. Yoni, yoni is the Sanskrit word, just like lingam and phallus are the Sanskrit word for a penis. Um, and they're 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 very sensitive areas, right? And a man's penis is the same. It's like we just grab it, grip it, and pull, and like we desensitize the whole thing. And that's why so many men are talking about, oh, I need a tight pussy, and it's like tight pussies. It's not about how fucking tight they are, right? Like it's got nothing to do. Like don't get me wrong, a little bit of tightness is great, but the more open and soft and juicy she is, the more surrendered she is. And the more surrendered she is, the more pleasure she's going to feel. And if you need a tight pussy to get off as a dude, then you're disconnected to pleasure in your body because it's just mm. friction-based. Um, and so, you know, I think the beautiful place when two people make love is when both people are taking and no one's actually trying to give. And yeah. so this is this is this will be hard for some people to get your, their head around. And I'll try to explain this best way I can, but I masturbate or I self-pleasure and I'm very good at knowing what I like and what I don't like and knowing how to make myself orgasm. Women can be very similar. You say yourself, you masturbate, you know how to make yourself come, whether it's through penetration or anything else. So you know how to do that. Yeah. So if we were to make love, it's no longer my responsibility to try to get you there because if you know how to do it, your job is to find pleasure in the experience as it is my job. And that means I'm not trying to get you to make me come and you're not trying to get me to make you come. It's two people coming together and just taking from the beautiful upwelling of pleasure that is happening. Now that's not to say, obviously, you know, if I start doing something poorly or rough or bad then you obviously you'd be like hey that's that's taking me out of my ability to receive pleasure please don't do that or you know can we stop or slow down like i'm not saying you can't put guidelines and boundaries in it but ultimately speaking if two people are in harmony with each other that shouldn't even almost have to be said yes and if it is having to be said repeatedly then maybe you shouldn't be having sex with that person you know like yeah if they can't attune to that and you guys aren't dancing that dance maybe that's a sign you shouldn't have sex and if you are having sex then what are you overriding in yourself emotionally just to get sexual gratification yes that's probably the bigger topic really if you're not having if you can't orgasm male or female what are you overriding inside yourself just to get laid yeah i would be interested to hear people's answers to that question Oh, that just even sparks so much within myself. I'm like, 
Yes. And hang on. Sorry. Yes. Everything that you've said, I totally love. And I've, I can, I, those moments of synergy and attunement are like magic, unearthly. Yeah. Just cosmic, um, you know, and there are points where like, just say, I, I'm just going to use myself as an, as an example. So, I'm I'm assuming there are women out there with this question, right? What if you're <laughs> making love with a man and you're about to reach climax, but he pulls out? Yes, yeah. it's like too much for him. Like you know, yeah. it's about to come. A dude just messaged me the other day about that, and it happens to me. Like it still happens to me. I've been doing tantra for like seven years. Um, yeah. And and for me, it's just like, well, again, it's like, well, what do you what do you, what like? There's multiple things here, right? One. If you're not using a condom and you're worried about getting pregnant, then obviously this is a that's a that, that's why he's doing it, right? Like he's yeah, trying to yeah, obviously you're trying. So if you're wearing a condom, it shouldn't really be a problem. You would actually come together at the same time, uh? in which case it's all roses <laughs> and fucking rainbows, right? That's like the most simplest solution ever, and like that doesn't even come into my mind when you're if you using wore a condom, methods. it wouldn't be a problem. But if it was if you wore a condom, maybe you wouldn't get there because you know everyone is a little bit sensitive around condoms and pleasure. Yeah, and whatever, yeah, yeah. Who knows? So the simplest thing, put a fucking condom on and then it doesn't matter. Second thing, be really attuned to where you are as a woman on your period. And if it's fucking possible and have that conversation beforehand, right? Like yeah. ovulate for one day in your, in your menstrual cycle. And there's more or less like maximum five days the semen can um, live inside uh, a woman's body, maximum five days. So you've got like at worst, you've got, got 10 days um, and it's usually like a week. So Outside of that, you're reasonably safe, right? Reasonably safe. I'm not saying just come everywhere and blah, blah, blah. I'm saying like be, pay attention. And I have this conversation with everyone I have sex with before I have sex with them. What's your sexual health like? Do we need to wear a condom? Are you ovulating? You know, like this This is a conversation yeah. that is had, let's say 95% of the time, right? 100%, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It happens 100% of the time, 95% of the and time. And <laughs> can I just say, like, yeah, you're taking the initiative and asking the question, but as a woman, there is a huge personal responsibility piece in Absolutely. this as well. Like, Absolutely. I'm tracking my cycle, knowing exactly where I'm at. Yeah. 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 So that's the biggest one, right? Like, if you if she's about to come and he has to pull out, that sucks. But, like, first thing, condom will solve all your problems. Second thing, know when you're ovulating on your period, uh, on your on your cycle so that you can play it as safe as you possibly can. And don't get me wrong, it's always fun to play on the edge and you know rub against the boundary. So, you know, I'm just that play at your own devices in that regard. But secondly, it's like that's the upwelling of energy, right? If two people are making love and it's like it happens still to me, it happens, it's going fine. All of a sudden she's like, oh, oh, like if I'm connected to her, if my energy is very connected to her in this moment and she starts to build pleasure and moan and it's like well i feel that right like it it, it upwells in front of me it upwells me as well and all of a sudden i went from 60 percent to 95 percent in about 3.8 seconds and you know if you want to prolong the experience well then yeah you withdraw because it's the quickest way there are techniques there are lockouts like you know physical lockouts that a man can do to to stop that um it's a bit hard to to do it on the camera right here right now but like applying pressure on the on the perineum so the, the place between the balls and the asshole a man can place pressure on there it's not the healthiest way but it definitely gives an instant like block um 
the PC squeeze as well. So squeezing and breathing, like for him to let out lots and lots of noise, take massive, massive breaths, you know, pull that energy up his spine, which is called the microcosmic orbit. It's Mantak Chia's multi-orgasmic man has all the practices in it. Um, yeah. So they're big things he can like, you know, straighten his legs, arch his back, which does a bit and, and squeeze his um, Murli Arambanda, which is like a, 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 a lock in his lower abdomen and his PC muscle. So this also locks out. Um, yeah. But, you know, again, it's like, what do you, what do you want to do? Like, he's not coming. You're not coming. It's not like he's going to come and you're not coming. He's, you know, he's literally trying to withdraw so that you guys can keep making love. I would then usually, like if it happens three or four times in a row, I would go and finish her off quotation. Like I would give her an orgasm with my mouth or my fingers so that she can get there. Um, and then keep, then go back to normal penetration. If that's what I want to, you know, that's normally if that happened three or four times and it would just, you know, I couldn't come inside of her. We didn't want to wear a condom. Then that's what I would do. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's something, um, do you guys experience edging like women do? Like, I mean, I don't, obviously we have different anatomies, but like you guys can edge as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a yeah. real thing. Um, not many men know how to do it. That's the microcosmic orbit. You need to learn how to sublimate. So basically it's the PC squeeze. You pull energy up your spine, roll it over your crown and down your front. And that's how men can circulate and sublimate and edge. If men don't know how to do that, then they just get blue balls and they get really uncomfortable. Um, that being said, it's not the squeeze of the PC that stops you coming. And it's actually really unhealthy for you to do that continuously the squeeze of the PC for a man, what that does is it brings conscious awareness of the location that he must create tension um, to then actually relax. It's the relaxation that moves the energy from the sexual organs around the body. And if all you're doing, if all he's doing is squeezing that PC, then all he's doing is creating more and more and more and more and more tension, which then means that he will actually only ever be tense and he won't have control because he won't know how to relax. Um, yeah. so the PC squeeze is actually not, you don't squeeze to stop it. You squeeze so that you can put more focus on where you need to relax. And that's where you move the energy from, but yeah. yes, men can edge. And so as a woman, you know, like intuitively we can sense that, but for women that may not be as, I don't, I don't know. How can women work with men is the question. I don't want to judge any woman or make assumptions about women in the bedroom, but like, how can we work with men in cultivating some kind of like semen retention or like breathing together like what what advice would you have for women yeah yeah absolutely so sound breath and movement moves energy right simple thing sound breath and movement where you're angry sad jealous rage pleasure ecstasy whatever sound breath and movement moves energy so giving a man permission to make noise because i know you ladies love it and a lot of men don't make noise because when we're 13 we're yeah when we're 13 we cover the blankets over our head we jerk off really hard and we hold our breath we contract and we don't make a noise because we don't want mom and dad to hear us and they don't show a noise from men in porn either just putting that out there most Mm. porn oh it depends what you watch but like mainstream porn is very like the porn i used to watch didn't have a lot of that i'd have to look for that yeah so because that's that's a desire a lot of Mm. women have Yeah. yeah So giving a man permission to make noise like grunts and groans and like, you know, and do it seductively. Like, oh, I love it when you growl in my ear or I fucking love it when I hear you make noise or my God, it turns me on so much, you know, obviously be cautious because if you make him too aroused, but giving a man permission to make noise. And then like, like I find 
if for for like when I first started learning, started having sex with um tantric practitioners uh, or women that were at least tantrically attuned. For example, um, if they put their hands on my back and run their hands up along my back while I was breathing, it gave me something to focus on other than my penis inside their vagina or their mouth or their like or, or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, that's what happened is a man, uh, most men will just focus, be like, oh, and it's like, it takes up all of their awareness. The only thing they can think of now is like, they're about to bust their nut. And so, you know, if you are, if you're on top, like use your hands, pull it up their chest. If you're on the bottom, pull your hands behind them and like, pull it up their back and get them to breathe with you and like, breathe, focus on my hands. Like you focus on my hands, breathe, breathe, breathe. And it's like, it's a training thing. Right. And take the time to train with each other. Cause guess what? If you're in a relationship, you're going to be having sex for the next fucking 50 years, probably. And you might as well make it good, you know, like otherwise what's the fucking point. So yeah. sound breath and movement, give them permission to move, give them permission to breathe and give them permission to sound. And if you guide that through them and like give them something to focus on, you know, a lot of guys are like, try to do maths and dumb shit. And then, and it's like, it's a stupid thing because it takes them out of their body rather than yeah. takes them more attuned to their body can i just say something on that sorry and we can feel that when a man leaves his body yeah yeah and it's the same thing as a woman getting up in her head as well like oh is my tummy too cute like fatty right now or like whatever else it is what does my look like etc i can tell when i'm having sex with a woman or going down on a woman or being intimate with a woman and she's not present yeah which yeah. then makes me go, well, why the fuck am I here? Like, what's the point? If I'm I'm trying, I'm here, I'm present, I'm loving, I'm, I'm just like, you know, yeah, we can tell as well. Yeah, cool. Sorry. So you were saying circulating energy. Yeah. Sound, it up. Breath and movie, move, sound, breath and movement and put your hands on their body and, and guide them to breathe and focus on where your hands are is probably the, the easiest tip I can give. Yeah, I love that. I Most love practical. That. Yeah, so, like, I mean, you work with a lot of men and I've seen a lot of your posts and I see that you're doing lots of fitness stuff. Like, what what is the Advanced Man Academy? Tell me about this. So, you know, I, I ran, like I said, I ran Shameless Sex God program. I ran Priests of Phallic Power, which was a form of mentorship, um, triggering for some people, saying priest and phallic power in the same title. I didn't even think about that. But, for so yeah. many reasons. I know. I know. <laughs> for so, yeah. so many reasons. I know. It was very funny because I, I didn't think of it at all. I was just like, no, you, you, you phallus and you're a priest of your phallus. Like, you know, it was, in my brain, it just worked perfectly. Anyway, um, it, I, you know, I ran all these programs and men would come not just with sexuality issues, a lot of emotional issues and breakups, but all relational And so we'd spend a month on sexual mastery. Now that's not very long, but most of these guys, I would get 60 to 80% of these dudes to experience a non-ejaculatory orgasm within four weeks. Okay. And you've got to, because if it's like saving money or trying to lose weight, if you don't see results soon, you, you lose motivation. The thing is, once you start to have these experiences, all of a sudden it's like, well, fuck, I've got all this energy. And you know, it, it opens up this emotional portal because pleasure and pain are the same thing, right? It's exactly the same thing. It's how you interpret the experience. So if you are going to open up more pleasure in your system, you're going to be susceptible to more pain. And so what happens is all the pain that exists, is going to come to the surface. Um, and so then we would spend a month on emotional processing. I give them a whole bunch every week, a different emotional processing tool. And they go and do the emotional processing tool and learn how to process emotions. 
And then what would happen is like now, then they were like, fuck, I don't like now I, I'm like, they know how to feel safe in their body. They know how to quit porn. They know how to make themselves feel pleasure and come back to a calm nervous system. They know how to like express and release in a really healthy way. They know how to kind of make a little bit more sense of the emotions they're feeling. So then we would spend a month like going into the heart and spending a bit more time in here and going, okay, well, what's, what's hurt in here? You know, like what's, what's, where's the scar tissue? How do we love it? How do we heal it? How do we make it grow? And so then what comes up is like, you know, all of a sudden they're not as sexually blocked as they were. They're more in touch with their emotions and now they've got an open heart. So what comes up is fucking what type of man am I? Who, who am I? This doesn't, I don't have a frame for this version of masculinity. And so then there's all this identity shit that comes up. So yeah. then we, we spend a whole month on self-initiation, right? Initiating the new, the new man, the man they always knew they were, the man they always have been. They've just never let out. The thing was four months, it's like, it's an epic program and it shook a lot of dudes. A lot of guys had massive transformation, but the moment I wasn't running a weekly meeting or doing like their accountability would drop off a little bit. So I had some support groups running, but you know, it, it just, it, a lot of guys would keep going with it in their own way. And some guys would just kind of go back to day dot and you know, go back to drugs, back to alcohol or whatever, because they couldn't handle the, the new identity they created for themselves. So the advanced man Academy is like an, an evolution of that. It's like, well, cool. Let's go a little bit slower and let's go a lot deeper, but over a longer period of time, because what happens is four months, intense, transformational, phenomenal, but also hard to integrate, even though they're doing the practices at home all the time and they are integrating can still be hard to integrate. So the advanced man Academy is like, how do we make long lasting change forever? And how do we have a group of men in our corner that back us no matter what, even if we don't have them in our immediate vicinity, even if our friends and our colleagues aren't backing us. I know it's online, but we've got, we do in-person events as well. And it's like, where do, where do, where do men need to constantly evolve? And so like, I've got health, happiness, which is emotional intelligence, relationships, identity, and wealth. You know, it's the five modules that are in the advanced man Academy and health is physical, mental, and emotional. It's not just, getting big muscles it's like yeah you need to be physically resilient but you also need to be mentally resilient you also need to be emotionally resilient you know like your mental health affects your emotional health your emotional health affects your uh, physical health and then your physical health affects how you talk to yourself your mental health again so it's this constant loop so each module goes really really deep and there's a lot of practices and subsections and stuff but that's ultimately what it is um in a nutshell and yeah it's 12 months long and it's for the guys that have committed to a much deeper journey for themselves if they want to do it's not called pre-cephalic power anymore it's called the advanced man mentorship so if you want to do the four month thing as an intro like great that's the intro program come in do a bunch of work see where you're at then if you want to go further we jump into the advanced man academy and yeah it's epic you know we run two five-day in-person events a year so we do the online stuff we have phenomenal shit they come in person, we go really deep, we do some crazy rituals in person and then they go back to their world and they integrate and they have their online section as well. So yeah, it's like a, it's a more wholesome, holistic, long-term program so that men can, can create long lasting change and it's accountable. Like there's so much accountability, there's so much support for guys to dream bigger. Like we got a guy, he's like, oh, I just want to run 5Ks every day. I was like, bullshit, I want you to run a half marathon. He's like, I can't do that, it's too far. And I was like, you can do it, let's go. So now he's not yeah. just motivated to run a half, uh, run 5Ks. He's, he's motivated to run a half marathon. 
And that motivates you to run daily. But on that journey, he's going to face mental battles, emotional battles, limitations, fears. So then we deal with them as they arise, you know, and all the identity, I can't do this. I can't do this. Why can't you do this? What's the story you have? Okay, let's Mm -hmm. go through this process that we know that we did a couple of weeks ago. Let's go through that process again. We go through the process. He breaks through the beliefs. He gets up, he keeps training. All of a sudden, his nutrition's better because he's like, well, fuck, if I'm training for this, I've got to improve my lifestyle. So he's tracking what he eats more, which is massive. Like, I don't think we realize, like, literally, physical exercise and nutrition, like, if you do them and you eat well and you drink water and you get enough rest, like, you're so far ahead of the game on every. Like, if you can't win the week, just win the day. What do you have to do today to win the day? Yeah. So, like, that's ultimately what it's all about. I love all of this. Like, just listening to you speak about how it's 12 months long as well. Like, it's we're sold overnight success and we're sold quick fixes. And, yeah, if you want to lose 10 kilos in, like, short amount of time, you can so do it, but you'll put it back on just as fast, you know. And I think that, like, the truth of this is, especially – for those of us who have taken this path, either learning the hard way or, yeah, recognizing what integrity is, mm. sustainable results is by being the turtle, not the hare in the race. Because we are running a marathon. And just on the whole nutrition, sleep, um, fitness and, and all of that, that what I'm mostly passionate about with that is the balance of our hormones and then how we yeah. show up in life exactly. because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of dudes like, oh, I can't get an erection or, well, you know, I'm like, they don't eat meat, they don't lift weights, they don't get out in the sun, they don't have a good, they can't breathe properly, you know, like it's just like these basic fundamentals. If they can get these right, life becomes easier. And I'm not saying that everyone must eat meat and lift weights, you know, you want to be a vegetarian, be a vegetarian, but just make sure that you're getting the fucking nutrition that you need if you're not going to eat meat because meat is a highly nutritional fucking source of all the things that we need. Um I do yeah. believe that we're very disconnected from death and that's a big problem. Like a big problem Huge. is we are disconnected from death, which is why we take advantage of animals and why we're disassociated from that, that space. Yeah. But, you know, something that I am bringing into my events is a stronger relationship with death so that men can actually appreciate like the cycle of life and death, which one, yes, the food and the animals that we are a part of, but also like, I need to know how to kill shit. I need to know how to kill shit in my life. And that could be a relationship. I might need to know how to kill a business deal or a friendship or a relationship, a fucking, you know, a part of myself. Oh, fuck this part yeah. of me that keeps, I need to kill that part. I need to move on. I need to grow. I need to develop. We as a society need to get closer to death. We've made our life mm-hmm. too comfortable and that makes us um, ungrateful. I totally agree. I learned that lesson this year watching my grandmother die. Like and being there for her last breath. It's mm. so it's not what we like, it's not what I expected it to be, Mm-mm. you know? Uh-uh. And that was a huge revelation of like how, yeah, like you said, how disconnected we are from from that yeah. very inevitable and like big part of life. It's, it's one it, thing. Make, it makes us emotionally weak when we're not connected to death because we never go through grief and grief is a massive emotion that we need to learn how to deal with way, way better in our society. Yeah, I agree. I'm still learning. Like I'm, I, I'm my emotional healing journey. I have a lot of grief that I haven't yet expressed. And I'm like, how the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. No one teaches us these tools, you know? Nope. nope. Yeah. And also byproducts, right. Of teaching men how to, tap into their health and wellness and fitness and get their hormones balanced, nutrition, all the things 
confidence, right? What else like, do they walk away with? Well, health is first, right? Because if you're not healthy, then life just becomes fucking hard. Yeah. And you ask anyone that has a debilitating disease, anyone that has uh, an autoimmune disease or like anyone that has something wrong with them constantly, the one thing they would pray for, the one thing they would get if they had one wish is health. So those that have it should fucking hold on to it. So health is number one. Emotional intelligence or happiness is number two because when you're healthy and happy, life becomes so much easier to function, right? Then it's relationships, your ability to be intimate and communicate and create emotional connection with other humans. Yes, sexual, but also non-sexual. So when you're healthy, you're happy, you know how to create connection, again, life becomes easy. Then we work on identity because then once you know who the fuck you are and what you stand for, wealth becomes easy to generate and create. So it's, it's yeah, health is number one because it makes everything else easier, everything else easier. Yeah, I love that. I love the whole like layout of all yep. those results. It's just awesome. Yeah, cool. Wow. So, yeah, from shameless sex god to the advancement <laughs> academy. Yep. Was well, the hairy healer before I was the shameless sex god? Oh yeah, I remember that. The hairy healer. You were doing like three minute long videos or something like that at one stage, and you were oh, talking like 20, to... 20. I was doing like eighteen minute lives. That's how I started. Truth bombs. Truth yeah. bombs. Yeah. yeah. My first live ever was um, porn addiction and erectile dysfunction. How they're connected. And had like three and a half thousand views. It was fucking great. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah, and you're so like concise. You're just like to the point, makes sense, which is really cool. So I think that like your content is so valuable for people. Um, how can people find you? Like, what? What's the best I, I way to get? In, into I that? live in Burley Heads, so feel free. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this is yeah. where I go out every Saturday night, ladies. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> early Saturday mornings where you work out on the beach. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tyra Mowbray on, on everything. Tyra Mowbray on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, tyramowbray.com on my website. Um, I've got a four-day entrepreneurial advance coming up in the start of December. Um, so that's for, for CEOs and entrepreneurs who have, you know, succeeded and now they're bored. Um, so we're going to go shake the shit out of some of their lives. But yeah, I run a one-day event every three months um, for for the everyday man here up up here in the Gold Coast as well, and the Advanced Man Academy. Um, yeah, there's always stuff going on. I run a weekly men's circle up here in Burley. So for anyone that's around the Goldie or any women, and you know, like to be honest, my my following is seventy percent women, and it's like don't get me wrong, it's awesome. But I really like I'm passionate about working with men, and so one thing is that I ask women, and they do it they do it phenomenally well. I'm very um, grateful is to to like tag your men in my posts or send them my posts and and yeah. recommend me to them because men won't look for this shit on their own and uh and once they do look for this shit on their own like they're they're almost past saving doesn't mean they are but a lot of them are like they're gone the relationship's already broken the business has already failed they're already yeah. you know addicted to all the things it's like it's it's not too late but it just becomes so much fucking harder like prevention is better than cure um and believe me ladies you got you you hold so much power not over us but like influence i should say you hold so much influence for us so yeah ladies please um tag and and suggest and recommend it helps me a lot in a loving and appreciative way because criticism doesn't really land that well for men from my experience and what i know yeah 
it's so there's two ways to make a garden grow you can pull the weeds or you can water the plants and i like to water the plants and pull the weeds on occasion yeah love that that's a really cool analogy yeah thanks so much for joining me it's been an absolute pleasure having you on this podcast thank you very much sam it's been an honor and uh yeah thank you for having me no worries so for anybody wanting to get in touch i will leave all of tyron's contact details in the bio Catch you on the next episode.